Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 43, The Smell of Fear. Mm. <laughs> what is that from? That, one, that, is, yeah. <laughs> that one is from Naked Gun 2.5. Uh, oh, that's yeah. a good sequel Old 2.5. Yeah, it's, um, it, the, I think the number, the 2.5, distracts you from the fact there actually is a sequel subtitle for that yeah. movie. I, I didn't even remember that. But anyway. I think I've learned throughout this podcast that those had names. Like, yeah, I think they were. I thought they were just numbers, like yeah. part duh. Should oh, have been like one and of them. We'll learn more as we have more episodes because I'm running out. <laughs> it's like down to Police Academy movies and Naked Gun, Naked Gun, <laughs> Naked Gun movies. Oh, uh, That's my Georgia coming out. Naked. Anyway, I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are my partners in crime, Colin Harmon. That's me. I'm the Colin one. And Wes Allen. Station. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again. <laughs> from Bill happy, and Ted. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> happy February to you all. Uh, we are going to do a news episode as we do this first episode of every month. We are talking about news. That's wait, news on a retro show. How, I mean, how does that even work? How That's because so often now things are being revived. Things are being rebooted. There's sequels that are 20 years after the fact. If only you People could use the die. sequels from now. Like if you could use the sequels from this like last decade you'd be sad <laughs> exactly so there are actually did, almost did that but uh anyway i might save it for another time maybe so welcome to the jungle <laughs> there's lots of stuff to get uh to get to so let's kick it off this is what we call a recurrent affair my text tone mm, romantic <laughs> and we'll kick it off as we usually do uh, with those we loved growing up who have passed away so uh, the big one, I think, at least the big one, the big one in our minds, is Dolores O. Riordan. Is that how you, how you pronounce it, or is I don't it Riordan? Know. I've never said Riordan. it out loud before. Yeah, it, and, and you know, I heard the news like on the radio or whatever, but well, I just let it linger. So. See how there that you works. go. Ooh, got it. <laughs> so yeah, the lead singer of the Cranberries, and this one was uh, one that kind of hurt. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you know, we've, we've had an episode about 90s music. It's actually been a while since we have. But um, the Cranberries popped up on there. I, I loved the Cranberries. They had some great songs. Yeah. And Linger is like one of my, my favorite songs from the 90s. So I yeah, was sad the, to hear of her passing. They're just one of those bands that kind of remained respected throughout the years. I feel like there's like a lot of bands that like Smash Mouth that, mm. that like doesn't withstand the test Somebody. of time. Somebody! <laughs> <laughs> but like they definitely didn't wear, wear out their welcome at all. And yeah, she had such like a unique voice, and you could tell right away that it was a cranberry. Well, song. and it was they, a quintessential quintessential nineties voice. It yeah, was yeah. very nice. Yeah. That kind of like stylistically, and yeah, Alanis Morissette esque kind of voice. Mm. Yeah, so very she sad. Was Irish, right? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, okay. Next on the list is Simon Shelton. Everybody knows that name, right? Uh, household well, name. he may be better known as Tinky Winky uh, from the Teletubbies. One yeah. of the guy, one of the actors who played Tinky Winky. I remember, you know, actually, I did, did you guys watch Tinky Winky when you were growing up? I definitely didn't watch that show. Yeah, you, know, you didn't watch Teletubbies. Yeah. yeah, no, I didn't either. And right. I, I was like one step past like Barney. Like. Yeah, I think it was a little bit after our time, but. My the way I learned about Tinky Winky was the quote unquote controversy mm. <laughs> brought up by uh, Jerry Falwell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot about talking that. about how he was purple and had a triangle, which is the symbol of homosexuality. And is that why? 
Yeah, like that was the thing. Okay. It was like they were like, "Oh, this is a controversy now because they have a gay character on a ch- on a child show, which is just yeah. taking things apart." I don't know how I feel about that. It was yeah, it was ridiculous. It was ludicrous, but it was a quote unquote controversy yeah. back then, and that's how I learned what Teletubbies were. So that's anyway. so funny. Yeah, I feel like anybody that's our age that watched the Teletubbies is definitely in jail. <laughs> 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 Yeah, probably. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> From yourself. <laughs> From there, we'll move on. Uh, it's another big one, in my opinion. John Mahoney. You might know him from um, Say Anything or the dad from Frasier. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know from Say Anything. I, I've i never watched Frasier, so is oh, he man. a big part in Frasier? Uh, yeah, he was He was Kelsey Grammer's father in Frasier. And oh. Frasier, and, uh, if I may go on a 90 sitcom tangent, as I so often do, Frasier is one of the best sitcoms of all time, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, as evidenced by the fact that it lasted for 10 years. It was just... A, yeah. And one of the great things... Uh, one of the great character dynamics. I actually started rewatching this series recently, and, and one of the things I noticed was John Mahoney's character, how great of an addition he was to that show, because the Frasier is centered around upper-class you know, white people yeah, who yeah. are very privileged, and you, you would think that's not very um, relatable and it's not very endearing. He brought that to the show because um, Frasier's dad, John Mahoney, was this... Tr- like blue blood, all American, like old school, down to earth, middle class, working class guy, and he was such a, a difference in personality from Frazier and Niles, his brother. That there was, a, it was just a great comedic pairing, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of represented that kind of blue collar um, demographic, and mm-hmm. and and he was honestly, he was the guy who. So you kind of have the the you have the scenarios where it's like, okay, you have a um, a fish out of water, which is like Elf. It's somebody who's crazy in a world that is sane. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, of like he is. He was kind of the grounded character in a world that was a little bit more yeah. extravagant and a little bit more exaggerated. Yeah, and he was the one that kind of he would say the things that the audience was probably thinking about how rea- how ridiculous Niles and Fraser were a- acting, or how privileged they were acting, or how high class and dumb they were acting. All yeah, time, he definitely so. represented like the previous generation in that show yes while yeah. like simultaneously being the poster child for lazy boy like he basically sat <laughs> yeah. in that chair like the whole episode with the dog eddie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like hanging out in there so he was a very pivotal character in that show and i feel like that show would not have been the same without him so yeah um, like very sad to see him passing i mean you, i don't know if you can say anything to, about say anything <laughs> <laughs> well done you know? yeah he, a, did, a he, he just kind of did that thing where he was likable but you could tell that he was like a tough guy like he had a very raspy voice mm-hmm. but he was still likable at yeah. the same time so he probably portrayed that as well on Frasier yeah, so did. yeah he was a great actor I don't I can't think of anything else he was in but the things that he was he did a wonderful job at yeah um, I he yeah he was those things and I and obviously he was in a ton of other stuff I mean he, yeah, he yeah. lived for a long time and and was in a, a ton of other great things and played uh, probably around the same character and the things that I saw him in, but he was great at it. So yeah, I feel um, like he was the inspiration for red Foreman in uh, that, that <laughs> kind of was. show. <laughs> very similar, <laughs> very similar. So, um, RAP moving on. We have a mighty ducks TV series. 
Which have, is there anything this. released about this that I, I'm missing out on? Because I feel like I haven't seen anything of this. Well, they I've did, heard of its legend. They but. announced that the original trilogy's screenwriter and producer are working on a live-action TV show. Mm. There's no network tied to it yet. I would imagine it's one of the Disney, ABC, or something that's yeah. probably going to pick it up. But that's all we know so, so far. So let's imagine here, since we don't know a whole lot, like how we would do this or how we imagine they would. I already pitched the sequel for. <laughs> you did. Uh, that's actually that's a really good true. point. <laughs> what episode was that? Do you remember? Off the top uh, of your it was head? with Aaron Tuning. Yeah, it was yep. one of the uh, one of the the first year uh, yeah. episodes that we did. I think the most obvious thing that well, they'll probably just like tag the name on it and just have like a bunch of misfit kids playing hockey with a coach that has is an attorney that with a DOI. But I think <laughs> that if I would wish for one i would wish that they would throw joshua jackson in there as the coach yeah and then have emilio Estevez kind of as like a cameo that kind of pops in and out of the show every once in a while that's what i was thinking you know in order to really kind of root this into the original you have to have an appearance from yeah. somebody where they, like just pass the torch kind of a thing yeah, yeah. or maybe emilio. like <laughs> maybe have like goldberg come in there and oh, you know nice. be comedic relief from fart yeah, or something te- teach them how to be a goalie and yeah <laughs> make heavyweights have, but make it with on ice have Keenan Thompson come in and do the <laughs> have Keenan Thompson come in and do the knuckle puck yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, man. bring it back so I, there's opportunities here hopefully they don't screw it up usually they do so <laughs> this is uh, so may, true. you know maybe it'll maybe it'll be decent who knows so there is a revival coming from another 90 sitcom another one yes Murphy Brown <laughs> did you guys watch Murphy Brown so this is a random way that I got to watching Murphy Brown when Seinfeld uh, had Kramer cast as a secretary of Murphy Brown oh. as like a weird crossover. Yeah. Like in the show, he goes on the set of Murphy Brown and is cast. That's really? when I was like, what show is this? And ended up like, oh my gosh, it's a real show. And went back and watched like some of Murphy oh, Brown. Nice. But never went through like the whole anthology of it. I have no context for Murphy Brown at all. So if it was a 90 sitcom, I probably saw at least an episode. This is one of those where I saw a few episodes of it, but... I, w- I was legitimately too young for it because I just didn't understand its draw, its appeal. Um, and But I, I do remember it being popular. I mean, it ran for like almost 10 years as well. So yeah, it, um, she was like a reporter for a yeah. magazine show mm-hmm. type of th- thing. Um, I, I mostly I feel remember like it comes back in a good season of a time in the sense of like with the whole. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The the, <laughs> the current uh, journalistic climate that we're in. Thank you. Yes. She just makes like clickbait articles. <laughs> <laughs> Works for BuzzFeed, just yeah. post pictures. <laughs> you won't believe the third reason why. <laughs> yeah. The the main exposure to Candace Bergen. Bergen or Bergen? Bergen? Burger. Burger. <laughs> Candace Burger. Anyway, it was those MCI commercials. Do you remember her being the oh, spokesperson yeah. for she MCI? She was for MCI. Yeah. Anyway. Is MCI even a thing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You're probably bought by somebody. Does anyone want to call collect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carrot Top, anybody? <laughs> David Arquette. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so there is a, another movie that is being made out of a 90s video game. Mm. Which yeah. always turns out well. They're yeah. apparently making so far so great. <laughs> uh, there's there's talks that there's they're making a Duke Nukem movie, which was like a poor man's doom. I never really yeah. understood like how this still was popular. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was clearly a, kind of a ripoff when I was a kid. I was like, oh, yeah. it was just the same thing, and it still did well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, which so. made me wonder if it was like some sort of offshoot of it, but I don't think it was at all. But yeah, I don't think so. Maybe they were like a related format, but I don't know that it was necessarily like a 
shoot off or anything. And I never played it because I think it was like a PC game. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was um, it was an adult quote unquote game. I don't know yeah, if they yeah. had the ratings then, but it would have been Blood. for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. It's Pixel Blood. But yeah, John Cena's and talks to Star, and which that, is impressive. Which I think, he looks know, just like him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I think like, that's good casting. That's right? Perfect. I think they just need to play it over the top, kind of like Expendables or something yeah, like yeah, that, for sure. and then just make it just ridiculous. They need to not take it seriously. Yeah, because like, the way to go. Definitely. that's the only way to make that work yeah. well. Agreed. I think it could be fun if they do that. I love John Cena, though. He's great. You know, this is probably something we should have put in the RIP category, but Toys R Us is closing a whole bunch of stores. Like a lot of stores. 182 stores. It's closing stores. down our childhood. Uh, yes, it is. Apparently, they're not like completely going out of business, but they're just like restructuring. It's like they're closing a whole bunch, and they're like refocusing on what they're all about. They're doing what they should have done like a dozen years ago. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, it, honestly, it is surprising that it took shipping. this long. Yeah, it is crazy. Like we've talked about. Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Yeah, that's nice. That's blending. But thinking about like different <laughs> ways that they could have restructured of like figuring out how to get kids just to be like playing with toys in the store and then being like, Hey parents, we watch your kids from mm-hmm. these creepy cameras, like looking at your kids playing with this toy. This is probably where you should get them. Cause it's obviously what's engaging them or we like learn their learning style or whatever yeah. it might be like, turn it more into like a discovery zone for toys than it is like a, just a Kmart. So that kind of go into a test drive on a kind of, yeah. Like it's a way to like, everything is out and open and you can play with everything. Oh yeah. Would have been like a really cool way for them to do that. That is a, uh, that is a like flu epidemic, uh, nightmare. Well, if you think that (laughs) school isn't (laughs) good point, good point. Anyway, I think that would have been like, they just never changed their model. And I feel like they followed the way to the Buffalo and Kmart and Sears. And we're just like, nah, Mm. people will show up. It's just a slow time. Well, I I will say that a couple of years ago, they started introducing like more of the high end collectible, like things that adults collect more like, Basically, yeah. the stuff hmm. that's in my office. Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Uh, Wes, they have one customer. His name is Wes. Yeah. yeah, a lot of like Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtle kind of stuff that are more high-end. So, mm, like, yeah. it's a shame. I'm definitely going to hit up those closing, the like going out of business sales for yeah. that. Because, like, there's eight in Georgia that are closing, and it's most of the ones that are close to us. Yeah, there's one down the road from us that's yeah. part of that. So, yes. we should definitely hit that up, like, on a lunch break or yeah, something. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's... Uh, prance around and fill our carts mm-hmm. and be merry. Yeah, we'll film it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I, I think it, I, I read a quote or I read an article where the, the the CEO of Walmart or somebody high up in Walmart talked about why they were really struggling. Uh, believe it or not, they actually were struggling. They were losing out to like Amazon and stuff like that. And it's because they were really focusing hard on getting people into their stores like oh people aren't going to our stores they're buying online what should we do about it oh let's just really push our low prices like people Mm -hmm. want prices to be the lowest that's what they want but they were wrong Mm -hmm. people want a convenience and that was the biggest thing people will pay a premium for convenience and it's like that's why you see stores going down like this and major ones because they're like so set in their ways about trying to force people to come back where it's like you know you need to adapt along with people so yeah let that be a lesson to you CEOs that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, all 10 of you. <laughs> Not that many? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have uh, another revival, which we've talked about before, and yeah. there's a trailer for it, uh-huh. and that's Muppet Babies. <sighs> yes, that uh, that groan you hear is a little part of Colin dying inside. Uh, it's Pretty a, much the creative side. It's just not... I feel like they were like, all right, we need a trailer. Who has 15 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. 
Like, what did we accidentally render that's on, like, Jimmy's box in the basement <laughs> that we can go and, like... We'll put it in the show notes, but yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough. It's short, and it has like Kermit, and he it does like his his <laughs> his mouth doesn't move with the words correctly. It's yeah. really weird. Well, it's supposed to be a, a puppet, I guess. Like it's but, like, supposed to kind of be slightly off, I guess. Yeah, but I, it's just to a point where it's weird. It doesn't yeah. look like a puppet, and it doesn't look like a CGI character. Like it's kind of in between. Yeah, and it just looks off sync. Yeah. I just really wish they would have, tr- well, <laughs> tried a little harder. No, but I wish <laughs> they would have kind of uh, really done the due diligence that it took to make the Peanuts movie, like realizing that's a comic mm, strip, yeah. yeah, and they had to figure out how to cleverly adapt it into a 3D movie. I thought was a really good job that I wish that they would have done Muppet Babies because I watched a lot of that, and I'm not in jail, but because I didn't watch them, but I watched like a lot of Muppet Babies a lot. Yeah, we all did. Muppet Babies, okay, Teletubbies, no. Accurate. That's, that's my new tattoo. But I think it's like, in a weird way, I loved that show, and it has a lot of endearment, and I can yes. like sing a lot of the theme song still, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, ah, don't ruin it. I wonder if they're going to like interject like Star Wars footage like they did in the yeah, old one. Yeah, maybe. That was, I think that probably was my introduction to Star Wars was Muppet probably Babies. Probably me really? too, whether I realized it or yeah. not. Like it made things familiar. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Definitely you raised your awareness of it in that sense. Like I have visions of Miss Piggy with the Leia hair. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> so go good. check it out and uh, cry with us. Hopefully, that's just like that. It's like a test rendering. Well, just remember, it's, I hope it's, it's, a it's, test it's, it's for preschoolers. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing is that and I, their parents. <laughs> I bet. I bet that they were. That's what they were like. Oh, it's for preschoolers. Who cares yeah. about animation? Like, let's just Boo. burn and turn it, and like make all the money. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The character design. They kind of leaked it out, or I guess they released it. Yeah. So the kind of the new design mm-hmm. of the of the new iteration of the Ninja Turtles. I am very interested in hearing what you guys think, specifically U.S. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. First off, I like that they're going back to 2D animation. Yeah, cell, yeah. cell animation. Yeah. Uh, but it almost looks a little like a early 2000s like Cartoon Network looking. Yeah, it's very blocky. And, like, I, come to think of it, I think that uh, the people that worked on Samurai Samurai Jack worked on this show, which would make huh. sense. Uh, but I think the Samurai Jack artwork looks a whole lot better than this does. But I don't know, and it seems like they're kind of basing their character design off of the recent movies, the Michael Bay kind of mm-hmm. look, which I don't, uh, probably not the best way to go if mm-hmm. you're trying to do this. And another weird thing is that Raphael is now the leader of the Turtles. Interesting. Leonardo is not the leader. And it almost seems like from that image that they have superpowers because their arms are glowing and all that kind of stuff. Huh. Uh, so yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but... Um, but you can you can kind of understand that you kind of have to drastically change the look of the turtles because they just finished another version of the turtles mm-hmm. and you have to sell new toys so you have to make them look drastically yeah. different um which is a lot of reason for making these shows is just selling new toys um but this is a, a lot more like kid friendly version. Uh, the The last series was such like a fan service, almost to the point that it really wasn't. It wasn't really for younger kids. Yeah. It was almost for adults. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to judge too much on it until like I actually see footage of it. Sure. Yeah. But for yeah, the design itself, you're. you're but like, like just seeing it like offhand, it's just I don't know. It gave me weird feelings. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I I would agree. I mean, I, just to not repeat what you're saying, I feel like the things that I don't love about it is that they changed two of their weapons. Yeah. Like technically, Raphael now has like nightsticks. Yeah. Like instead he's of a size. police officer in an unsavory <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah, that's what I'm not a fan of. And I was yeah. like, uh, of anything you could have changed it to, maybe nothing to do with police right now. Yeah. Not that, I mean, I'm all for, I support the police, blah, 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 but like, <laughs> there's no need to draw unnecessary connotation. And then Michelangelo now has like a lantern on a stick or like a yo-yo <laughs> on a stick. It's like, like a, kind of like a mace or something. I don't know. Nunchucks are so it's out. like a cat of nine tails. Yeah. One thing I thought is interesting is that they made each turtle a different species of turtle. Like, Mm. Raphael is a snapping turtle, and I forget the others, but they're all different types of turtles. A nerdy turtle, a pizza turtle, (laughs) and a katana turtle. But I did hear they're bringing back Cowabunga. Oh, well, that's good. Well, uh, well, again, we'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can look it over as well. Let us know your thoughts. Hit us up on uh, at past forwardcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the new Ninja Turtles. Moving along, Netflix. We all love Netflix, and we especially love them for the 80s nostalgia show Stranger Things. They are now moving on to the 90s decade, and we have mm. talked a little bit about this before, with something called Everything Sucks, and it's kind of like a kind of fun teen comedy, maybe, uh, endearing, maybe, um, is the word I would use for it, but there's a, they've released a trailer for it and by the time you hear this I believe it will be out yeah it so comes out on 16th so yeah. it's probably out right now uh, so we probably tell won't us talk your too thoughts much. right now yeah. <laughs> what do you think about it we probably won't talk too much about it but uh, we just watched the trailer together I would like to hear your thoughts on what you think it might be about or what the tone might be or if you're excited to see it I think it looks like a not as good Freaks and Geeks that was, oh, Freaks and Geeks was my first thought when I saw that. it uh, like I like all this stuff but there's no telling if the show will actually be like this from the trailer it looks like they're trying really really hard to be nostalgic with things yeah and they're definitely banking it's hard to say on a show on a podcast like this but yeah it seems very heavy-handed with that and um but i'll still watch it apparently i'm a glutton for punishment so i mean it it worked right i mean all the nostalgia stuff it's like oh yes because it's i think it's closer to our childhood i mean stranger things had its appeal well, there's kind of two thoughts I just had. Number one, Stranger Things, I remember the tr- watching the trailer on that, and the trailer was not super heavy on 80s right. nostalgia. It was on the story. Which like it, even the show seems very, like, accurate to, like, life in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. So I hope that this one kind of flows more into the story, and mm. you have those little background elements mm. to kind of help you feel nostalgic, not just making it, like... Remember the net? Yeah. Which, mm. Who calls it the net? Yeah. <laughs> but remember, uh, Stranger Things, I mean, it had the... You know, I, I don't know if it's the fortune of of having something that like it's a style. It's like a, it's a monster movie, right? Right. Whereas this, there's nothing supernatural going on. It's just a like, just like life kind of thing. Right. So you got to kind of embrace what's life, what kind of life is going on. Like, what is or the unique things about these kids' lives that makes it interesting. So mm-hmm. maybe that's kind of why they lean so heavily on it. Yeah, I think I have the same worry for it that I've described when I think about like other sequels. I like when they do like a Dumb and Dumber sequel 20 years later. It's yeah. like they're trying to sneak in all the stuff. They're like, remember this that you liked? Yeah. And they're just trying to like build from that to mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I'm worried about it in that category. But we'll see. 
Yeah, I'm I'm concerned about it. I think that you guys echo my concerns of like, I hope it's not just another cash grab because, hey, the whole reason we do a news show every single month is because there's a plethora of retro things being rebooted and reborn and reimagined and all that stuff. Yeah. And retro's in, and this is one of those things where it's like, man, I really hope they're not just like, oh, quick, we need a 90s thing now because those are the people in their 30s that you yeah. know are spending all the money and watching all the Netflix. So, um Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's good. We'll see. I mean, next time we talk, next time we do a, a news show, we'll probably talk yeah. at length about it. So, uh, so there was a trailer for a what we thought was a sequel to an uh, an older movie that I, I don't know, it duped me. I don't know if it duped you guys, but a trailer yeah. for a new Dundee starring um, what's his face. Richard Simmons. <laughs> yes, that's it. Chris Hemsworth and Danny McBride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing. And I, I mean, I'm sure everybody knows by now it was fake and it was just a promo for Australia. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if you it guys clever, to touch on that. I thought it was clever. I thought it was clever too. It looked like a legit trailer. And, you know, as a video producer, I feel like pri- I pride myself on my ability to catch something that's fake. But I... I, I I was full. Yeah. It was because they had a lot of big names in it. So it feels like, well, they yeah. wouldn't yeah. spend all that money to fake it. But realizing now they were all like willing to do it for free because it was promoting Australia. Well, I felt like an idiot because after I had, I I'd posted it and I'd show, shown you guys, I think Wes kind of posted an article. It was like, oh, that thing you saw, it's fake. And I clicked on it and the tone they took were like, this obviously fake trailer. <laughs> you know, what is this all about? It's so obvious. Like, they talked about how obviously fake it was. I was well, like, I think it was because it just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Which, like, Cloverfield coming out of nowhere it was a real thing. But, yeah. like, uh, something about, like, the production companies behind it were obviously they were not fake. real or like a but it's like there's of, so many production yeah, companies it, out there it's like, it was like you know? something that's very specific that most people wouldn't know yeah, yeah, yeah. but i do think they they started way too early teasing this out they like tease it out maybe like two weeks before the super bowl yeah and people are just too smart for that now. Yeah. It's like uh, they should have like released it like online the day of the Super Bowl, then showed it like first quarter, and then like after halftime yeah. showed like the full like uh, the Australian ad. I don't know. I feel like people are just too smart for that. that that's a good point. Everyone's just so smart. It's so like I bet smart. everyone knows that like <laughs> Steve from so Full smart. House is Aladdin. Like, I bet everyone already knows. <laughs> so smart. <laughs> Okay, so we have a new trailer that has come out, speaking of things that aired in the Super Bowl, for Jurassic World. Now, I know Jurassic World isn't technically retro, but it is based off Jurassic Park. Yeah, We haven't really talked about this. Well, yeah, so I think my first question is, did you guys even like Jurassic World? I don't even know if we talked about it when it came Um, out. I I liked it for what it was. It was was cool seeing the park up and running. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. think that was the cool part about it. But, like, everything else, it was just kind of like your generic – Jurassic Park sequel kind mm-hmm. of things where people are running from dinosaurs. It was fun, but it wasn't like anything like, yeah, I don't know. It was entertaining. Yeah. It was the, I mean, their best attempt since Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. So yeah. I, I watched the movie much. by myself and I'm like sitting here racking my brain like, what did I like about that? And like, <laughs> I mean, it was, I can't think of anything. I mean, was, like what the plot was or anything. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a Noah plot. It was, there wasn't anything special, not a whole lot of character development. Yeah. So like it was never, it was not on the okay. scale that the original Jurassic Park was. Yeah. But anyway, it was obviously it made a ton of money and there's a new one that's come out. It's and you know what? Problem. I'm going to see it because I liked the Jurassic World enough. So yeah, it's a good one. Uh, fun fact about Jurassic Park. I actually saw them play the movie with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra 
and got to listen and play the whole soundtrack, which was really cool to That's see like the whole John awesome. Williams uh, soundtrack played live. And I felt like I could have sat there and watched them just play the music, but having the movie to kind of go with it. Yeah, that's, that's it was really cool. awesome. It yeah. was really neat, like watching it being live scored. And they played everything, like even like the little silly stuff in the animated movie where they're like oh, describing, yeah, yeah. like, da, no, DNA. Like they played all the little like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Dinosaur. Like, yeah, it was really cool. That's amazing. I would love to see any John Williams score. Yeah, it was that, Yeah, that's it was great. really pretty. I mean, just really any movie score. Like yeah. any movie that I like, I would love to see a live scoring of that. That's yeah. that's awesome. It's Did really John cool. Williams... It's like theater, you know? Yeah. Did he do Back to the Future? No, that no, was Alan okay. Silvestri. Correct. That would be another one. Yeah. That would be I saw La La Land like this too, and it was really cool. Oh, that's cool. That was a fun one. Man. It was a little different because you know they sing with the orchestra, but uh, I need it to was be really cool. with it. I need to like look up when these things are happening because I didn't know that was happening know. until I saw you guys yeah. post it on social media. Keep I would love know. to see a Star Wars done in the. That's, oh, com- that's oh coming! Oh my gosh, yeah. that's coming! Atlanta. Very pricey. It. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay, well, speaking of Star Wars, that's a good uh, transition. Well, d- well, segue. What did we even think of the new trailer? For Jurassic World. Oh yeah, we never got that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a trailer. You know, My bad. Looks, uh, you know, it, uh, it looks like uh, another thing. Oh, it looks like they are replicating Lost World. It's like, yeah. Oh, we're doing I another Lost World. The first ones we're doing another Jurassic mm. Park. Now this is we're doing. I hope it's San Diego, and I hope it's like the exact same plot. Yeah. They even have Jeff Goldblum coming <laughs> in this one. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, it, yeah it just seems like a generic Jurassic Park movie like I feel like they are there are some really awesome unique stories that they could tell with this but I feel like they always kind of fall back to that just like people it's running safe. from dinosaurs it's like I feel like they're could be like some cool things to do with it but they really could know. switch it up because I don't think people are as militant about like Jurassic Park canon as people are with Star yeah, yeah. Wars, you know what I'm saying? So they could go a little different with it. It's like with the sequels, it's like, why do people keep going back to the park? Stop doing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Seriously. When will they learn? Okay. So, anyway, going back to the segue that has now ruined. Um, <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, trailer for Solo finally came out. And we have talked a good deal about Star Wars. Most recently, our last episode that we just released uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, where we gave our thoughts on The Last Jedi. Here we are, here we are now anticipating the Han Solo movie, mm-hmm. which has gone through some rough times, changing directors and, I mean, a lot of reshoots happening. It's probably why they released a trailer so late. When you saw the trailer, were you like... Oh yes, finally. Or were you like, oh man, that's that was it, or anything in between? Well, I was. Uh, I have very low expectations for this movie, but like, but from the trailer, I was very pleasantly surprised by it. But I still have low expectations for it, just because of all the behind-the-scenes stuff that's been going on. So, I don't know. I I guess since since I had such high expectations for last Jedi having very low expectations for solo, it'll work out either way. Yeah. Uh, but I, it, it's crazy to me that they're still trying to release this in May. Yes. I, I think that either way, whether it, the production was going well or not, they should have held off until December because we're so conditioned at this point to have yeah. star Wars and around Christmas time. I was really surprised. They kept the may release date yeah. when they changed directors. I was like, Oh, this will be their excuse to push it to December, but they didn't do it. 
And it's like, I love Star Wars, but I feel like it's way too soon for another Star Wars yeah. movie right now. And I don't think people, anyone is dying to see this movie as soon as possible. So it would be best just to push it back to December. And plus, we'll have to wait like that much longer for Episode Nine to come out mm, next December. That is true. Yeah, so. Honestly, after watching this trailer, I'm like, man, I should have just made it a Lando movie because like yeah. Donald Glover, I love Donald Glover so much and he looks so cool. Maybe they're testing him out to give you a Lando movie. Maybe, I don't know. And he didn't even say anything in this trailer, but like he just has that smug look mm. of Lando. Like it just looks so cool. Yeah. I think for me, I really like the look and era of this in the sense of like, if you look at the trailer, from what I can remember, there's like no buttons yet. It's all switches and metal and clank mm. and it's all about like the mechanics of like the older technology yeah. and some of that yeah. stuff. I think that's going to be a really fun element that they even like start the whole trailer with of just yeah. like look at the different era this is yeah. of the Millennium Falcon kind of thing. I think it's really cool. That should be interesting overall. I felt like as a graphics package and as like the rest of the movie, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll see, yeah. we'll see. That's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, I'm just not sure that I forget his name, but I don't know how much he can carry Han that Solo. charisma of Han Solo. Like you have to like it's a big leap. Yeah, it's, it's big shoes to fill, man. Uh, I, I it's like he's it's already starting situation. off like uh, in a tough position yeah. anyway. So it's, but I I think that because there's been like rumors of like a Boba Fett movie and a Kenobi movie and stuff like this, and I think that with all the trouble with this, probably behind the scenes, it's like hard to make a movie like this. So I think that they're kind of changing gears here that this is probably not the way to make Star Wars movies because Ryan Johnson is on to make a new trilogy that yeah. has new characters and new stories and the Game of Thrones creators were just hired to write and produce a new series of movies so I, I hope that they're hmm. just branching off because it's a huge, making it's it a huge world now do you fear, fear that it's getting diluted now where it's like ah, just it's too much maybe but like I used to think that when they started cranking out Marvel movies, like yeah. two or three a year, and you know, I I'm always excited for the next one, and I keep wanting more. So I hope that that ends up in that kind of hands. By the way, to your point of releasing in May, how awesome of a month is the month of May? So you have you Infinity Avengers, War, yeah. Then you have Deadpool, and you have Star, uh, Solo coming out all in the month of May. Wow, that's pretty wild. That is take all it's of my money. It's surprising me that they pushed up Deadpool to be in May because it was supposed to be like in yeah. June it's or something. They like pushed it back to like, Infinity War. yeah, I'm like, that's a weird thing to like try and compete with that. It made me wonder, it's like, are they maybe putting Deadpool in Infinity War? Like with the whole Disney there's, Fox There's merger? no way yet. Because that, that deal isn't even done deal But see, yet. it's that kind of attitude that makes it so surprising and something I could totally see happening. Whereas like, they don't have That's it all written up yet, though. but it's like it's happening. So they're just like, let's throw them in there. No, no one's going to sue us. That anyway, is interesting. Now we've ventured into stuff that this we, that's a whole other podcast. Yes. Movie so, conspiracy theories. Anyway, uh, what do you guys think about all the things we, we mentioned? Click on the links to put in the show notes. Let us know your thoughts. What are you excited about? Uh, what are you not excited about? What do you hate? What do you like about us? What do you hate about us? Tell us <laughs> everything. Tell me a story. Actually, nah, you don't have to do those things. But hit us up on Twitter at PassForwardCast. One Instagram, too, by the way, at PassForwardCast. And we have an email, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. Mm. Let us know your thoughts and feelings and deepest, darkest secrets. Probably. And we will respond to you. We usually do, anyway. So thanks for listening, guys, and we do have another episode coming up soon. So stay tuned for that, and until next time. 
you might be a king or a little street sweeper, but sooner or later you dance with the reaper. I like that. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I wish I had like a good Murphy Brown quote or something right now. So. <laughs> Didn't we establish that you should go first? I should have gone first. I'm sorry. I could have had a cool like Murphy Brown quote right now. Maybe <laughs> next time. What if like for a third time I just said Murphy Brown quote? And, <laughs> and your brain filled in okay, like, I like oh, it. here's a Murphy Brown <laughs> this quote. This is that what was he said. Gold. <laughs> All right. I love Murphy Brown. Kicker. <laughs> Later, snorks. <laughs>